Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of season 5 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Today's shows are the short-lived but great sitcom The Harold Perry Show, starring, obviously, Harold Perry, and the Australian sitcom Life with Dexter, starring Willie Fennell as Dexter Dutton. Sit back and enjoy the November 1st, 1950 broadcast of The Harold Perry Show and the episode Smoke Gets in Your Eyes from Life with Dexter. The Harold Perry Show. <laughs> and now, Harold Perry as Honest Harold, the homemaker. Well, it's a big day in the little town of Melrose Springs. Yes, this is the day when the voters go to the polls to elect their new mayor. Will it be honest Harold Hemp, local radio favorite, or his opponent and boss, Stanley Peabody, manager of the local radio station? Well, right now, honest Harold is nervously pacing up and down in the office of his campaign manager, Doc Yancey, the veterinarian. Oh, why don't you sit down and relax, Harold? You're wearing out the Congolium. How can I relax, Doc? When are the returns going to start coming in? Well, any minute now. But you've got nothing to worry about with a political wizard like me running your campaign. <laughs> and I want you to know, Harold, my animals are with you to a man. Good. Too bad they can't vote. <laughs> that is except the bunnies. Now, some of the rabbits are for Peabody and some are for you. I guess that's what you call splitting hairs. <laughs> Doc, this is no time for one of your bums. There's the phone. Yes, I hear it. Well, answer it, will you? Maybe some returns are coming in. Honest Harold Hemp for mayor headquarters. Dr. Yancey, veterinarian and campaign manager speaking. <laughs> oh. Who is it? Precinct number one, George Schrader's grocery store. Grocery store? Has he got some returns? What's that, George? Ten and twenty-five? Is that 10 and 25 votes? No, it's 10 and 25 cents. He's having a special on tapioca today. <laughs> tapioca? Tell him I don't want any. Uh, nothing today, George. Goodbye. Tapioca. Call precinct number two, will you, Doc? Oh, that's the schoolhouse. All right. <clears throat> two o'clock. They ought to have some of the votes counted. Yes, I imagine they should. Hello? Miss Zygen first? Uh, this is Dr. Yancey. <laughs> have you counted any votes there yet? What's that? Seven. Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> seven votes for me? No, no, Harold. Miss Eigenpuss's dog had seven puppies. <laughs> four boys and three girls. Congratulations. Uh, Miss Eigenpuss, Harold sends his congratulations. Uh, how is the little mother? She was a little depressed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Oh, well, that's only natural. Doc, ask her about the votes. Well, now, Miss Eigenpuss, you do everything you can to cheer that dog up. Hey, maybe you can let her watch the television tonight. Yeah, maybe she can watch Bulldog Drummond. <laughs> Doc, the votes. Hmm? Oh, oh, uh, Harold wants to know if you've counted the votes. Oh, you have? What's that? 
Oh, thanks very much. Uh, goodbye. What did she say, Doc? Oh, Harold, smartest thing you ever did, making me your campaign manager. How many votes have I got? 20 for Peabody. Yeah. And 45 for Honest Harold. Yeah. How are the little puppies? <laughs> At this rate, it'll be a landslide. You think so, Doc? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Now, we better start making plans for a big victory rally tonight. All right, I'll get right on it. Hey, just a minute. We better tell my animals the good news. Oh, yeah. Friends, I quiet now. I've got some wonderful news. Yeah. Just got the first returns, and I want you to meet the new mayor of Melrose Springs, Honest Harold. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't mind Elmer, Harold. He's a diehard. Yeah. He's still sore about Alf Landon. <laughs> Gosh, I really can't believe it, Doc. Mayor Harold Hemp. Doc, old friend, I don't know how to thank you for all you've done for me. No, it wasn't so much. All I did was manage your whole campaign single-handedly. Yeah, you did that, Doc. Yes, I was kind of shrewd, didn't miss many tricks. Yeah, well, guess I'll go home and tell Mother the good news. In fact, I don't know anyone who could run your campaign any better. Yeah, well... It's just sort of a knack I have, I guess. Doc, I admit it, you did a wonderful job. Oh, it wasn't so much. All I did was manage your whole campaign. Oh, goodbye, Doc. Can't believe it. Looks like I'm really going to be mayor. I'll be the leading civic dignitary of Melrose Springs. Say, I wonder if the mayor gets in the movies free. Yeah, here's Ed's cleaning place. Think I'll drop in and get my suit pressed. I'll look my best at the big victory rally tonight. Well, howdy, Ed. Well, hello, Harold. You know, Ed, you're looking at the next mayor. Well, uh, <laughs> congratulations, Your Honor. <laughs> Thanks. Going to have a big victory rally tonight. Just thought I'd get my suit pressed. Oh, you're going to wear that suit? Huh? Why, a mayor should have an official outfit, Your uh, Honor. Official? Well, I, I guess so, but I don't own one of those cutaways. Oh, that's too bad. But uh, say, chum, you are in luck because I just happen to think of something. What's that? Well, I just happen to have a cutaway suit here in the shop that'll fit you. Well, uh... Now, it's slightly used, but it's a magnificent garment. Now, why don't you just take a look at it, Your Honor? Well, I guess it wouldn't hurt to look at it, I guess. Why, of course not. Here you are. Just, uh, try on the coat. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, kind of heavy, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, uh, shark skin, you see. Oh. Made from an extra heavy shark. <laughs> <laughs> See, what's that fastened to the coattail? It, why, it's a goldfish bowl. Yes, now I uh, forgot to mention it, Your Honor, but this masterpiece of the tailor's art was left here by a magician. Oh? Yeah, Marvello the Great. He uh, played the opera house last night. Oh, yeah, the fellow with the disappearing pigeons. Precisely. Well, I don't think I want a magician's suit. <laughs> now, why don't you just slip the coat on for size? Huh? Yeah, 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 all right. Uh, can't get my arm to sleep. What's that? Well, what do you know? A collapsible birdcage. <laughs> well, that's how he made the pigeon disappear, eh? Yes, sir, and I will throw in the birdcage at no extra charge. Oh, well, I don't know. Eh? Now, why don't you try on that high silk hat, Your Honor? Oh, one of those, huh? Well, okay. I'll just... 
What flew out of the hat? Oh, my goodness, a pigeon. Ed, I don't think I want this suit. Now, Your Honor, this will make your victory rally a big success. It will? Why, sure, you will be the first mayor in Melrose Springs to give a speech and a magic show at the same time. Well, maybe you're right, Ed. Mayor Hemp, the magician. Think I'll go down and make Stanley Peabody disappear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Station KHJP. Election results? Well, early returns will be broadcast at 7 o'clock. You're welcome. Well, good morning, Glory. Why, good morning. Why, Harold, what are you doing in that outfit? Just bought it, Gloria. Meet Mayor Hemp, the magician. Who? Alakazam, Alakazai. The hand is quicker than the eye. Why? Take a card, Gloria, any card. <laughs> All right. Now, madam, you have your card. What is it? The Queen of Hearts. Right. Gee, Harold. <laughs> How did you do that trick? It came with a suit. <laughs> and now for my next trick, ladies and gentlemen, I'll make a pigeon appear. Is that you, Hemp? Mr. Peabody. Yeah, instead of a pigeon, I get a pelican. <laughs> Hemp, what are you doing in that comedy costume? Halloween was last night. Very funny. Just why are you wearing that outlandish outfit? For your information, Stanley, this is my victory suit. Victory? Yeah. <laughs> It looks more like unconditional surrender. <laughs> Is that so? It just so happens that I'm leading 45 to 20, Stanley. That's two to one. Why don't you concede, Peabody? Hemp, this election is far from over. Uh, don't forget the old story about the tortoise and the hare. Well, I'm the tortoise. You got a good neck for it. <laughs> and another thing. You may be running against me for mayor, but in this station, I'm the boss. Take off that silly high hat. Yes, sir. Hemp. Is that a pigeon that flew out of your hat? Yes, yeah, Stanley. I just dropped in to give you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Come on, Doc. Let's get on with the rehearsal. All right, Harold. The great idea I had having this victory rally on your front porch... Oh, Harold. Yes, Mother? Dr. Yancey said he wanted to hang up a picture of you out here on the front porch. So I brought this one. Uh, Mother, that's my baby picture. I'm lying on a bearskin rug. <laughs> that's a good political picture, Harold. The voters can see you're not hiding anything from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd better get back to the kitchen. I'm making a whole batch of cookies for tonight. Oh, good, Mother. Well, better rehearse the orchestra, Doc. Another hour, they'll be on overtime. Where's my baton? Oh. Fellows? Musicians? Will you please put away those racing forms and look at me? <laughs> I heard that, Meekin. Now, here's the lineup. Now, first, I'll make my acceptance speech. I'll keep it short and sincere. Forty-five minutes should be enough. Smart <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I do a few magic tricks, fellas, and for a grand finale, I croon a number. Now we'll try my entrance music. Now try to follow me. Ready? Go. You're fighting me. 
Hey, Harold. What is it, Doc? Want to listen to me rehearse my introduction speech now? Can't you see that I'm busy? Well, I say a lot of nice things about you, Harold. Oh, you do? Well, all right. Let's hear it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this victory was won by a courageous man fighting against overwhelming odds. A man you all know and love. Uh, I'm speaking of none other than the new mayor's campaign manager, yours truly, Dr. Yance. (laughs) Doc, you're supposed to be talking about me. You might be interested in a few brief facts about my life. Uh, 19-0-10, I graduated from veterinary college. That's when I got my sheepskin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enough money to start my practice, I took a job on a ranch. Before long, I became the man they could depend on to drive the sheep. Uh. I was the only one who could make a U-turn. <laughs> That's enough. By the time you get through introducing me, my term will be up. The polls close in three hours. You should be out there working for me. Well, all right, Harold. That's all the thanks I get for being the man behind this throne. Uh, make a U-turn. A joke like that could lead to a recall. Doc's a nice fellow, but sometimes... Carol, I've got some wonderful news. What's that, Mother? They just broadcast the latest election returns. Stanley Peabody, 620. And my son, 948. Let's have the victory song, huh, fellas? Listen to this, Mother. When cares pursue me, I'm never gloomy. I keep on singing the song Though the clouds hang low I laugh at woe And go row, row, rolling along No need to hurry No need to worry That things are gonna go wrong Like the birds that sing I dream of spring As I'm row, row, rolling along Or give me the moon for a blanket And give me the stars overhead I'll make the mountain my doorstep I'll make the desert my bed I'll spend the hours among the flowers I'll stay away from the throng Let it rain or shine The world is mine As I'm rolling We will return for the second act of our story, Honest Harold, in just a moment. We Americans have a valuable heritage a heritage of individual freedom that includes the freedom to worship as we wish at the church or synagogue of our choice. By attending church regularly, we can gain the moral and spiritual strength to meet the many problems which confront us today. Help support your church and attend regularly with your family. And now, back to Honest Harold, the homemaker. Well, the early election returns indicate a smashing success for Honest Harold in the race for mayor of Melrose Springs. In fact, 
Harold is so confident of victory that he has decided to go down to the city hall and say goodbye to the old mayor. Certainly glad I thought of this. Dropping in to see old Mayor McHenry. The sporting thing to do. Wonder why he didn't run for re-election. Guess he knew he couldn't beat me. <laughs> Hope the mayor's in. Hmm. Wonder where he is. There's no ball game today. <laughs> oh, it's you. <laughs> mayor, where are you? Up here, peeking down the transom. I wanted to see who it was. Oh. <laughs> Wonder how he got up there. Must have on his Adler shoes. I'll be right down. Well, howdy, Mayor. Hey, come in, Harold. Well, Mayor McHenry, looks like I'm going to be the next mayor. You are? Well, congratulations. <laughs> it's a lovely job. <laughs> I suppose it is. I just thought I'd come in. What was that? Oh, that was nothing. Just Mr. Snodgrass. Huh? He throws a brick through the window every day at this time. <laughs> he hates all mayors. <laughs> he does? You'll get used to it. Just remember to duck every day at three o'clock. Oh. It's a lovely job. <laughs> well, I just came in to say... Excuse me, Harold. Telephone. Telephone. Hello? Yes, this is Mayor McHenry. You put Mrs. Wigglestaff. You put... You put... Mrs. Wigglestaff, watch your language. <laughs> Goodbye. Who's that? Yeah, that was the lady chairman of the sewing circle. Sewing circle? Yes, they sit in a circle and call me a so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do, but it's a lovely job. Well, I, I just wanted to tell... Say, Mayor, is that a bump on your head? Yes, I got that in the line of duty, Harold. Line of duty? Mrs. Green hit me with her umbrella because I wouldn't lower bus fares. Uh, so I finally lowered them. Yeah. What's that bump on the other side? Hey, that's where Mr. McDonald hit me. He owns the bus company. <laughs> but it's a lovely, lovely job. job. <laughs> of course, you have to work 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Seven days a week? And you're always in debt. In debt? Yes, every time they give away a key to the city, they take it out of your salary. Yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised how those keys count up. Oh. Yeah, but it's a lovely job. <laughs> well, I think I'll go home now and pack a bag. Bag? Are you going on a trip? Not exactly. I'm going to a sanitarium for a six-weeks rescue. A rescue? Oh, it's not serious. It's just the doctor's idea. Uh -huh. He thinks being mayor has affected my nerves. Yeah. But that's silly. It's a lovely job. <laughs> it's just that you have to keep calm, that's all. Lower bus fares, higher bus fares, balance the budget, lower taxes... Please this group, please that group. Work all day, study all night, threatening letters. People hate you, dogs hate you, cats hate you. You even hate yourself. Ah! Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Ah! Mayor, Mayor, wait till I get my hat. I'll go with you. I don't want this lovely job. <laughs> Uh, 
certainly glad I saw the mayor. Sure don't want that job. I gotta work real hard now and see if I can lose this election. Feel kind of silly sneaking around in front of this polling place, though. If I just talk some people into voting for Peabody, oh, yeah, here comes a voter. Hey, you! What? I want to talk to you. Me? Yeah. Come here. Oh, hello, Mr. M. Didn't recognize you hiding behind that telephone pole. Well, there wasn't any tree handy. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Are you going in to vote? Yes, I am. Oh? Were you going to vote for me? That happens to be my business. Oh, You politicians will stoop to anything. Yep. Campaigning around the election booth. Pretty shoddy trick trying to get votes this way. Wait a minute. I'm not trying to get votes. I want you to vote against me. Why? Yeah, I'd make a terrible mayor, honestly. Why, I don't know the first thing about the job. You don't? No. What about all those things you said in your campaign speech? Well, you know, campaign speeches. <laughs> Believe me, if you want a good mayor, vote for my opponent, Stanley Peabody. You really mean that? I certainly do. What am I? Just a radio crooner? You know crooners? They're all bohemians. Yes, yes, it's true I may not look it, but I'm just a gypsy Fond of dancing, light wines, and beer Well, you've convinced me, Mr. Hemp I have? Yes, I was going to vote for Peabody But your honesty is so refreshing, I've changed my mind I'm going to vote for you Oh, I'll see you later Uh, Mister, wait a minute, you can't do... Uh, uh, Certainly hard to lose an election I wonder how William Jennings Bryan always did it. (laughs) Well, I'm still way ahead. The election isn't over yet. Maybe if Peabody got out and did some last-minute campaigning, he could still turn the tide. Wonder if I could talk him into it. My only chance. Hello, Gloria. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Gloria, please don't call me that. Say, have you voted yet? No, but I'm going to right after work. And I'm going to vote for... Guess who? Look, Gloria, I want you to vote for Stanley Peabody. Oh, aren't you the kidder? (laughs) Gloria, I'm not kidding. Peabody's the best man for the job. He's got a longer record than I have. Yes, but you've got longer eyelashes. (laughs) (laughs) Gloria, I'm warning you, if you don't vote for Peabody, I'll, I'll never bring you another Tootsie Roll. I don't care, Harold. You're my little old Tootsie Roll. Uh, yum, yum, yum. I'll see you later. I hope Peabody's in. Come in. Well, hello, Stanley. <laughs> oh, hello, Hemp. I wanted to talk to you about the election, Stanley. Oh, I suppose you want to rub it in just because you've won. Oh, but I haven't won yet. Are you trying to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, don't tell me about politics. I know when I've lost an election. But... In fact, I think I'll call the newspaper right now and tell them I concede. Stanley, you can't do that to me. I mean, uh, what? You can still win the election if you get out and campaign, old man. Remember, the game isn't over till the final whistle is fired. A man may never be down, but he's never up. Or something. (laughs) (laughs) What's the matter with you? Don't give up now, Stanley. Get out and give it the old college try. Please, Stanley, please. Hemp, get up off your knees. Well, all right. What's behind all of this? Why are you so anxious to lose the election all of a sudden? Well, just because I think you're a better man for the job than I am. Naturally. Anyone would be better than a dunderhead like you. Oop, this isn't going to be easy. I can't understand why anyone in their right mind could vote for a boob like you. Why, it's so ridiculous I have to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Me too. <laughs> oh, I <can't> see, buddy. <laughs> Hemp, 
You're one step removed from a moron. I am? I thought I was standing too close to you. Well, <laughs> uh, lost my head. Didn't do myself any good with Peabody, certainly. What am I going to do? Just got to lose this election. Hey, if I got myself arrested, that might do it. Nobody votes for a jailbird. <laughs> I know. I could open that fire hydrant there. Flood the street. Yeah, that's against the law. I'll just loosen this little nut here. There. Good thing I got my Boy Scout knife with me. Yeah, it's unscrewing. A little more. Oh, brother, look at it go. Now I'll go down to the marshal and turn myself in. Maybe I can float down. <laughs> Cruising down the river on a Sunday afternoon. Now, oh, where's Pete the Marshal? Uh, his father, old Cleet, is here again. He's the slowest human being I... Cleet! Uh, howdy, Harold. Cleet. Why don't you take care of something right away for me? You'll have to wait a minute, Harry. Can't you see I'm practicing? Practicing? Yep. Been taking these accordion lessons for six months now. Well, where's the accordion? Well, I ain't up to that part yet. <laughs> Cleet, I just broke the law. Oh, you did? Say, those accordion people just sent me off for a pretty piece. What? Roses are shining in Piccadilly. Cleet? In the hush of the... Cleet, I want you to arrest me. Arrest you? Oh, what for? I just turned on a fire hydrant. Say, that's against the law. I know that. That's why I want you to arrest me. Well, okay. But first, I'll have to fill out a form. Oh, <laughs> here we go again. Now, let's see. Uh, felony, yeah. misdemeanor. Wonder what became of her. Who? Misdemeanor. <laughs> I got you that time. Hurry up, will you, please? <laughs> okay, I got the form. Yeah. Now, uh, where was this uh, fire hydrant? Down at 4th and me. Fourth and Main. Let me write that down. Uh, come on, the water's flooding the street. If you don't hurry up, we'll all be drowned. All be drowned. Let me write that down. <laughs> come on, Cleet. You can fill out that form later. Please arrest me. All right, Harold. Here goes. By the powers invested in me by the city of Melrose Springs, I, Cleet, acting for Pete, not Pete acting for Cleet. Yes. <laughs> But Cleet, acting for Pete, hereby place you under... Hold in the phone. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Marshal's office. Fire hydrant. Yes, Harold did it. I will. Goodbye. That was the city engineer, Harold. Was he mad about me turning on the fire hydrant? No, he was glad. Said it was the first time the streets had been clean in six months. <laughs> Case dismissed. What? Roses are shining in Piccadilly. Why don't you go there? <laughs> uh, can't 
sit on this park bench forever. Better go home and get ready for my victory rally. I get into the darndest messes. Gosh, I don't want to be mayor. Well, if it isn't honest, Harold. What? How are you tonight, mayor? (laughs) (laughs) He can be happy. I'm the one that's going to have the nervous breakdown. I can just see myself a year from now. I'll be old, worn out, bumps on my head. Hope I don't forget to duck at three o'clock every day. I was so happy being a radio crooner, a bohemian. Harold! Oh, Harold! What? Oh, hello, Doc. I've been looking all over for you. I got news for you. Yes, I'm mayor, huh, Doc? I just got the latest results. Peabody made a big last-minute spurt, and you're both tied. Tied? We are? Is everybody in town voted? Well, everybody who's eligible, except one person. Then his vote will decide the election. Who's the moron that didn't vote? You. Well, I'll talk... What? You've got only ten minutes, so hurry down to the polls and vote yourself in. Well, Harold, congratulations. You're the new mayor. That's what you think. Stanley's going to look awfully good with those bumps on his head. (laughs) Yeah. You have just heard the Harold Perry Show, Honest Harold, who returns in just a moment with an important announcement. The supporting players tonight included Jane Morgan, Ken Peters, Frank Nelson, Leo Cleary, Sheldon Leonard, and Jack Moyles, and featured Gloria Holiday as Gloria and Joseph Kearns as old Doc Yak Yak. Norman MacDonald directed, and the music was composed and conducted by Jack Meekin. Honest Harold, created by Harold Perry, was written by Gene Stone, Jack Robinson, and Bill Danch. Now back to Harold Perry. Well, Bob, the Honest Harold Laugh Contest is over. The entries are all in, and in a short while, the national winner will be announced. The lucky lady will be flown to Hollywood by TWA Constellation, where she'll stay at the beautiful Country Club Hotel. And speaking of trips, Bob, I'm going to be up in Portland, Oregon this Friday for the Hollywood Boosters there. Maybe I'll meet some laughers up there, huh? Well, see you next week, folks. Good night. (laughs) And now stay tuned for Bing Crosby, who follows immediately over most of these same CBS stations. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. The Commonwealth Savings Bank of Australia, the bank for all the family, takes pleasure in presenting the show for all the family, Life with Dexter. Or just a rainy day Be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way So listen to this advice and start right today To bank Commonwealth Save Commonwealth Bank Commonwealth Now Life with Dexter became almost unbearable for the Dutton family recently And all because of a simple musical instrument And this musical instrument certainly struck a sour note in the Dutton household The situation began to develop one evening in the living room when Dexter began singing to himself. They asked me how I knew my true love was true. I, of course, replied, something here inside cannot be denied. Dexter, what's that supposed to be? 
What do you mean, what's that supposed to be? Aren't I entitled to sing? Daddy, was that singing? Well, I thought Dad's lumbago was acting up again. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Anyone else in this house can sing to his heart's content, but I'm not allowed to sing. But of course you are, dear. We just didn't know that's what you were doing. Here, go on, Pop. Warble some more. No, no thanks. It seems no one has a musical ear. I have. That's why it's shuddered. <laughs> You'll excuse me. I'll retire. Oh, Daddy, please don't. We're only joking. Yeah, sure. Dexter, you have a charming voice. Reminds me of Como. Do you mean Perry Como or Tony Como on the vegetable cart? <laughs> Perry Como, of course. He sings that song you were trying to... <clears throat> you were singing? Jesse, I am quite aware I don't have a wonderful singing voice, but at least I have musical knowledge, and I don't sing flat or sharp. No, Daddy. Go right on the note every time. I was taught to read music as a boy, and although it's too late for me to take up the piano again, I... I've often thought of tackling a simple musical instrument. Such as what, dear? Well, such as a... Why better gum and tissue paper? That's simple. Oh, why don't you go be quiet? Daddy means something like a guitar or violin. Look, I was thinking of maybe a wind instrument. I should be good with a wind instrument. Especially if... Especially if you can find one that needs hot air. <laughs> I'm home. Hello, dear. Have a nice day at the office? Ah, uh, about average. Hi, Daddy, darling. Oh, hi, Dad. What are you hiding behind your back? Well, as a matter of fact, it's a strange-looking black case, and you'll never guess what's in it. That is a strange-looking case. Daddy, don't keep us in suspense. What's in it? I reckon it's a Tommy gun. <laughs> Not a Tommy gun. It's a saxophone. A, a saxophone? saxophone? That's right. Look... Or saxophone or tommy gun, it's still a murderous weapon. Oh, it's nothing of a kind, Jessie. Oh, look at that. Isn't she a little beauty? But you can't play one of those. How much did you pay for that contraption? It's not a contraption. It's a saxophone. I picked it up secondhand for six pounds. Practically nothing. Six pounds? Six pounds is practically nothing tonight, but when I ask for six shillings, it's a small fortune. This can be looked upon as an investment. If I don't learn to play it well, I can always get my money back. And if I do become proficient, I might make a lot of money as a musician in my spare time. Oh, Daddy, how? What rubbish. Oh, Dad means you'll blow it outside the local pub on Saturdays while I take round the hat. <laughs> you stop being ridiculous. What's wrong with a man playing a saxophone merely for relaxation and pleasure? I, I told you all last night, I, I can read music. Yes, dear, but I haven't seen you bring home anything as silly as that since you brought home the stuffed hippopotamus's head. <laughs> well, play something, Dad, and let's hear it. Well, I, I haven't tried to blow it yet. I, I brought home a book on how to place your hands for the various notes, and I also bought my favorite piece of music. Smoke gets in your eyes. Oh, wonderful. I hope you also brought home some cotton wool earplugs. Oh, this house is going to be unbearable. What's the matter with you females? Haven't you any musical appreciation? Yes, yes we, we have. have. Oh, just blow us one note, Dad. Go on, any note. Well, very well. Why till I hook the gadget round my neck? Eh, that's it. Now, now uh, bear in mind, I haven't tried to blow it before. Here goes.
pretty note. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very light and airy. <laughs> well, give me a chance, will you? It was my first attempt. <gasps> tries to get the neck. to Dexter, that if he doesn't improve on the saxophone, his family will leave him. Mind you, I don't think it'll come to that. But if they do leave, even only to scare him, I know this. No matter where they go, there'll be an office of the Commonwealth Savings Bank nearby. Did you know that nearly every post office in Australia is an agent of the Commonwealth Savings Bank? In addition, there are thousands of business places, ranging from huge stores down to tiny shops, who also act as agents for the bank. At every one of these, your banking business is conducted in the strictest confidence and complete privacy. Did you know, too, that you can open an account at any of these offices? That's a fact. Also, you can make arrangements to draw money from your account at any branch or agency. Now, that's real service and shows clearly that it does make a difference where you save. That's why over 5,200,000 people bank Commonwealth. Imagine I don't hear it. Oh. You must have a fantastic imagination. Good morning, Jessie. May I come in? Oh, Kimberly, come in. Hello, Mr. Wilmot. Hi, Mr. Wilmot. Hi. Jesse, I want to find out if I'm going round the bend or not. <laughs> is there or is there not a strange, gruesome noise coming from your house? There is. You're not going round the bend, but... I must admit, we're all hanging precariously on that thin dividing line. I've heard the noise on and off for days now, but whenever I question Dexter about it, all he says is, there is no strange, gruesome noise coming from my house. <laughs> that's it! That's it! 
What is it, Jiffy? Something wrong with your plumbing. I don't believe it. Neither do we, but he's trying. <laughs> Will you come downstairs at once? serious about that saxophone. I've never been more serious in my life. A few days ago, I could hardly blow it, but now, now, Jesse, I've done it. All right, Dexter, what have you done? I've learned to play the first part of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Honest, Dad? Honest. Uh, sit back and relax, everyone. See, see if you don't recognize the beginning of the song. <coughs> uh, quiet, please. Uh, I'll just get my fingers set in the right positions. Uh, that's got it. Now, now, listen carefully. Go on, dear. Is that all? Well, look, I, I've learned to play it in a few short days, and you say, is that all? It, it's a good start. Of course it is. When you've learned another four or five hundred notes... Learn to play one after the other without going black in the face after each note. You'll have a repertoire of one whole song. Okay, Dad. The tape recorder's all set up and I'm ready to record when you are. Good. Uh, Jesse, will you and Janie come in here and listen to this? I I'm going to record my first recital. There'll be no recording this morning. Now, you promised to take Janie and me into town. If you don't leave now, I'll never get my shopping done. It's Saturday, Daddy, and the shops close at lunchtime. Saturday. To think that this time last Saturday I could only play one note, now I can render the whole number. Render meaning to tear apart. <laughs> Well, tear it apart some other time. Get the car out now and let's go. Oh, Jesse, this won't take a minute to record. Uh, I'll still get you and Jenny to town in ten minutes and I'll stay and help you do the shopping. Oh, very well, but please hurry. Oh, all right, now, you and Jenny sit quietly there while Ashley switches on the tape. It's running, Dad. Uh, better play the sax about a foot away from the microphone in case it blasts. If I were that poor little tape recorder, I'd blast off for another planet. Oh, please, now, now, quiet, everybody. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> 
you smoke gets in your eyes. You know now there's one thing worse than smoke getting in your eyes and it's your father's music getting in your ears. <laughs> Compost into town. He did? Didn't I just hear him blowing his foghorn? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was playing it back on the tape recorder. Dad recorded his piece before he went out. Uh, would you care to hear it? Would a criminal like to hear his death sentence? No, thank you. <laughs> I don't blame you, Mr. Wilmot. I only played back a few bars, and that was hard to take. I'll have to hear the lot when Dad gets home. Yeah, well, I hope I'm not around it. Hey, wait a minute. You mean your father hasn't yet heard the recording back himself? No, he hasn't. Mum rushed him out to the car before he had a chance. We'll all be made to sit and listen soon enough. Ashley, I have an idea so fabulous and fantastic only you or I could have thought of it. Whoa, sounds promising. What is it? Before I tell you, let's get one thing clear. You and Jane and your mother would like to see Dexter drop this saxophone playing, right? Right. Right. Then I've got the answer to it. As you know, Neville Thomas lives only a few doors from me, and he's one of the top saxophonists in this country. I'll go and get Neville right now and bring him back here with his saxophone. I, I don't get it. You will, Ashley. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, here we are. You know Mr. Thomas, don't you? Sure. How are you, Mr. Thomas? Oh, I'm fine, Ashley. Looks like we're going to play a gag on your father. Uh, Mr. Wilmot, I've tried to fathom it out while you're away, but I still don't quite get it. My boy, I gave you more credit. We're going to get Neville to record his version of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes on a different part of the tape. Well, I guess that much, so I ran back the tape, but... How is this going to make Dad give up saxophone playing? Ashley, this afternoon we'll let him pat himself on the back for his wonderful performance after he mistakes Neville's recording for his own. Then tomorrow we'll give him an earful of the real Dutton version. Oh, uh Because -huh. <laughs> Dexter's playing all that bad? It's worse. <laughs> Mr. Thomas, do people like Mr. Wilmot and me who aren't musicians, Dad's playing is shocking. But to a musician like you, it'd be painfully pulverizing. All right, everyone, now get comfortably settled. Uh, I won't have Ashley switch on the machine till you're all seated. Come on, Janie, let's get it over with. As if we don't know what it's going to sound like anyway. Ready when you are, Dad. Hi there, Dutton. May I come in? Oh, come right in, Mr. Wilmot. Kimberly, you're just in time to hear the uh, chamber music recital. Oh, good. Is Dexter going to play the saxophone for us? Oh, KG, I wish you weren't here. You, you, you'll be sarcastic. And I'm not really going to play anyway. We're just going to listen to my first tape recording. Oh, how exciting. What number is it? Smoke gets in your eyes or smoke gets in your eyes? <laughs> if you want to hear it, sit down and listen without any comments. No. All right. This is it, Ashley. Keep a straight face. Oh, come on, Ashley. We haven't all afternoon. Now, here she is. <laughs> Beautiful. Every note beautiful. 
Isn't that cool? Really cool. sax playing than that at the conservatorium. Oh, thank you, KG. Oh, the rapture in those golden notes. What excruciatingly unbelievable rapture. Oh. Well, it could be that in the near future, Dex is going to be very busy with his music. And pardon me for mentioning this. It could be that you will be busy in the near future making out your income tax return. And now, before you take me to task for mentioning such a thing, let me tell you that there's a bright side to this income tax business, and that is your taxation refund is ready-made saving. It is also money you can get full value for if you pay it into a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Some people think their taxation refund check is money for nothing. How wrong they are. Your refund check is a refund of money you've earned. So make it work for you by paying it into a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. You can pay it into an existing account if you have one, or if not, open a new account with it. In the Commonwealth Savings Bank, the money will be completely safe until you want to buy something really worthwhile. So for taxation refunds and all your savings, Bank Commonwealth. Sunday morning, if you blow that thing once more, I'll go start staring mad. Oh, but yes, dear. A musician must have practice, practice, and more practice. After hearing myself back yesterday, I'm determined to make a new career of music. After hearing you back yesterday, I've come to the conclusion there's something wrong with our tape recorder. There's nothing wrong with the tape recorder. It's just that when you watch me play in person, you think I'm not as good because I, I'm your husband and you, you're looking at me. Dexter, I've often looked at you scrubbing your teeth, but it didn't sound as bad as that. <laughs> Daddy, how could an ordinary tape recorder smooth out a lot of sour, wobbly notes? It couldn't smooth out sour, wobbly notes if there were any sour, wobbly notes, which proves conclusively that there were definitely no sour, wobbly notes. Janie, maybe our ears are beginning to deceive us. You girls are deceiving yourselves. Even KG admitted my playing sounded like heaven itself. I'm sorry, dear, but from where we were sitting, it sounded like it was coming from down, not up. (laughs) What's the argument about? The argument's the same one that's been going on since yesterday. Your father wants to make a career of saxophone playing. Gee, Dad, I'd forget that if I were you. Why should I forget it? A A man discovers a wonderful talent late in life and his family squashes his ambitions. I'll squash any ambition. You have to make a fool of yourself. Uh, Dad, I just saw Mr. Wilmot, and he's coming in right after lunch to discuss an important matter with you. Uh, I can guess what that'll be. He's going to offer me a full senior partnership in the firm. He's scared I'll join up with a top orchestra and leave Wilmot Frocks Limited. Oh, Dexter, you wouldn't even remotely consider anything so stupid. Well, not as a full-time musician, No but I can see myself earning extra money playing in a band one or two nights a week. Uh, Dad, please wait and hear what Mr. Wilmot has to say. Oh, Wilmot. In future, he won't be able to call me Birdbrain Dutton. 
I'll be known throughout the district as Hot Lips Dutton. KG, you wanted to hear the record again, so Ashley played it for you. Does it sound any different? No, Dexter, just as smooth and delightful as it did yesterday. Kimberly, don't you think you'd better tell Dexter now what you told Janie and me just yes, now? Yes, but I've got another idea to get a promise out of him. Watch this. What are you mumbling about over there? Uh, Dexter, there's something I'd like you to know. <clears throat> Although I don't play anywhere near as well as you, I too play the saxophone. You, you play the sax? I do. Ashley, wind back the tape to the other position. Okay. What's going on? Well, it just so happens that yesterday, while you and the girls were in town, I borrowed your sax and recorded my rendition of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. You, you, you recorded uh, your uh, rendition? I did. Now, I want you to hear my playing and give me your honest opinion as a musician. Oh, well, all right. Then go on, son, switch it on. What's wrong with it? Oh, KG, what's right with it? Oh, it's nauseating. We're repulsive. Oh, Ashley, turn that thing off. It's churning up my stomach. Oh, oh. Oh, Kimberly, I don't think it was all that bad. No, it was quite listenable. Quite listenable? If I couldn't play any better than that, I'd never blow another note as long as I live. Dexter, would you mind repeating that? I said, if I couldn't play any better than that, I'd never blow another note as long as I live. Do you swear to that in your word of honor? Well, of course I do. That's, That's all, all we, we want, want to know. know. What? What's this all about? Dexter, that wasn't my playing. You just heard it was yours. My? Oh, that's a funny one. It's true, Dad. I don't play the sax at all. The good playing you thought was yours, dear, was actually Neville Thomas's. Neville Thomas? Neville? But, 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 oh, but Daddy, I mean, I... don't uh, be too disappointed. It was just a joke, dear. <laughs> I'm the one responsible, Dexter. I talked Ashley into putting over the gag. We're sorry, Dad. Dear, we like you just the way you are. We could see all along that you weren't cut out to be a musician. We could all see that, Daddy. Yeah, you, you could all see it except me. <laughs> Jesse, no, no wonder I couldn't see anything. My eyes were too full of smoke. <laughs> While Dexter decides what to do with his saxophone, I'd like to have a few words with all you young people who started work this year. Most of you will soon be receiving your income tax refund checks. And I'd like to offer you some good advice. Don't waste that money. Pay it into a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. If you haven't already got an account, then use the check to open one. Perhaps you may not know how to endorse the check. Well, don't let that worry you at all. Just walk into any Commonwealth Savings Bank office and the friendly staff there will be only too happy to show you what to do. As I told you earlier... Taxation refunds are ready-made savings. 
So you should make the most of them. And believe me, the best way to do that is to put the check with your other savings into the Commonwealth Savings Bank. At a later date, you can buy things that will give you lasting pleasure. For taxation refunds and all your savings, bank the friendly way. Bank Commonwealth. If money can buy it, saving will get it. So bank Commonwealth now. For a car or a bike or just a rainy day. Be sure to save the friendly Commonwealth way. So listen to this advice and start right today to bank Commonwealth save. Life with Dex is produced by Noel Judd and written by Willie Fennell. And this is John Dunn inviting you to enjoy Life with Dex at the same time next week from this station. And remember, you'll always enjoy life with a Commonwealth Savings Bank account. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 